Quest, your once weekly podcast. <laughs> your once weekly <laughs> podcast following two game dev scrubs into game devdom. If we can do it, you can too. I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. Good job, dude. <laughs> hey, thanks. You know, hey. I'm just saying it so much. <laughs> I know. Sometimes, sometimes the words just escape you. you yeah. Know? If I, I, I am not one who can follow a script very easily. I like freak out a little bit about the words like what if i mess up the script you know and i overthink it and uh so i'm glad you take the wheel dude good work yeah jesus take the wheel <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it's so funny uh i finally got bailey into watching supernatural mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite shows for a really long time yeah i remember <laughs> And uh, honestly, it's like, it's not that great of a show, but it's just, it's so formulaic and, and it's been around for like 12 years now. So, you know, it's like a staple and uh, you know, it's had its ups and downs, but oh man, I forgot how much I love some of the (laughs) just like pithy little jokes that are on the show, you know, (laughs) the way that they talk to each other. Um, and the way that they represent brothers to me is just like, I think it's like one of the best depictions of like <laughs> brothers living on the road of like any show or movie, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's just funny. I, I was telling Bailey, you know, some of my favorite quotes of the show to watch out for when we're watching it. And we're in season two right now. And, you know, Dean walks in and uh, he's like the brother with more attitude, you know? He's like, quote unquote, less smart. I mean, he's just as smart as his brother, but like, you know, he didn't go to school or any of these things like sam was trying to get into law school when the show starts um but he what you know he walks into this room to rescue this lady she's like thank god and he's like call me dean (laughs) god (laughs) it's just such a dumb little line but it's just he delivers it like with the cockiest little fucking smirk that you've ever seen uh nice yeah i never watched that show I remember you talking about it. I never never picked it yeah. up. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's not like you're missing out. You know, yeah. I just think it, I just enjoy it and I've always enjoyed like that urban fantasy like style book, mm-hmm. not book, but urban like, fantasy style stuff anyways, like, like Dresden Shadows. Files. Urban Shadows, yeah. Dresden Files. Um uh what's the other one? Like um American Gods is kind of similar to that, but it's got yeah, a different tone. It's not necessarily urban fantasy, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah, it's just got a really fun tone. It's a really fun show. I love the chemistry between the two leads. It's just great. It's just fun. Yeah. I never had a brother, so you're yeah, like well, you're, you... you're like the closest to a brother I ever had, Rhett. Aw, <laughs> oh, thanks, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> probably true though honestly i mean you still are probably wearing my shorts right now you bastard <laughs> well what's really funny is i did have them on earlier <laughs> but I, I took them off because uh, uh, i i don't know why yeah no I'm but i kidding. did whatever you're not kidding i know you're i'm not damn kidding. serious right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm also really tired i already told you this but uh mm-hmm. yeah i stopped drinking coffee the last couple days and it's like the worst mistake ever. Like mm-hmm. work the last couple of days has felt like an eternity. And I feel like you ever like live a day and you don't even know what happened. Like, like, you know, you were awake, but you felt like you were just only like half there. Yeah. That's it. Or like you remember, we've probably talked about it before, but that one of the best like gifts ever from SpongeBob is where that guy is literally sitting in the same position and the background just changes behind him. Like he's sitting in his car like in traffic and then he's in his office and then he's like brushing his teeth and then he's in bed and then it like goes back to the car. That was like, yeah. <laughs> that was basically how I felt this week. Like I don't even know what's <laughs> happening. So if I ramble yeah. and, and don't make any sense, that's why. I just played like almost three hours of Divinity with um, my friend Danny. And like I knew what was going on and I... I was like having a good time, 
but there was like a few moments where I just realized like, whoa, what, what is even happening? Like I'm even talking to Danny, like responding, I think coherently, but now I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> so when did you stop drinking coffee? Uh, let's see, either two or three days ago. So just recently, and like, it's not like I drink a lot of coffee. I usually have one cup a day. But the cups have been getting stronger and bigger lately. And mm-hmm. I think part of it is just because, like, I haven't been sleeping that well. I've been going to bed a little bit late. Me and Alia have been watching uh, Blue Planet after my streams, which uh-huh. is, like, such an amazing show and addicting to watch. Yeah. And uh, so that's been, like, keeping us up a little bit later. But on top of that, like, our cats are still terrible. Walter's making tons of noise. So I, like, blew up the air mattress in the office and come in here every once in a while. But when I do that, like I sleep pretty good, but then like my, I always wake up and my back hurts. So it's just like all around never good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now add like not drinking coffee on top of that. I stopped because like my stomach has been hurting all week. And I think it's just because it's filled with acid and coffee is like really acidic so my stomach isn't hurting nearly as bad which is good but i feel like a zombie so (laughs) yeah i've heard i've heard doctors say that coffee is one of the worst things that you can put in your stomach but yeah um it's not going to stop me from drinking it (laughs) (laughs) well i've had acid reflux my whole life so um yeah like there's that already and I've yeah, been, I was going to say you kind of have a, a little bit more of like a delicate internal constitution than I do as well. I mean, just in terms like, you know, you're way more normal for one, I think is what it equates to. But uh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I like as a kid, I had colic, um, mm. which I guess basically just means that you have acid reflux. Um Same thing happened to my sister-in-law. She was born with colic, which means like we cried nonstop. Was because we always had stomach aches because we had acid reflux, and so I like fought that for a long time, and and I went to the doctor um, about it one time, and the guy basically just said like, take uh, those like Zantec whatever pills or whatever they yeah. are, and just like do them for a straight year or something, and I did, and yeah. it stopped my acid reflux, but now it's starting to come back, and I think it's because I'm. like heavily reliant on having my cup of coffee in the morning so yeah well yeah man there's other ways to kind of get that to you know get that jolt in the morning Mm -hmm. um on and on yeah it's it is interesting well for a while i was watching this uh this series on you uh udemy it was all about like basically becoming really efficient in life and you know always being goal oriented and all this stuff and this guy, his strategy, he had a two strategies in the morning. The first one was wake up. When you, when you wake up, just get up right away. Don't hit snooze or anything. Go straight to the sink or fridge if you have like water in the fridge and chug like a 12-ounce cup of water. And then once you're done doing that, like typically the water will help you since it's cold. It'll help you kind of wake up. Um, it'll hydrate you, whatever. And then his other thing that was kind of funny was uh, he he smiled for a minute. <laughs> oh, God. He, he would just smile for a minute. And, oh, God. Uh, and he said it just, like, helped boost his mood. And I, like, when I was doing this, this was a couple years ago, um, he had all kinds of stuff, like journaling, making daily goals, all kinds of really good stuff, you know. But I thought that one was so ridiculous. I tried it, and I don't know. I just felt like an idiot the whole time I was doing it. You just like yeah. get up and just smile. Like I know, I know that like I know that forcing a smile is clinically proven to have benefits, yeah, right? But God, that's got to be the dumbest thing. And honestly, <laughs> you know what? It's I don't want to force a smile either. And I've done it sometimes, especially when I'm at work and I'm about to just go freaking thermonuclear on somebody. Mm-hmm. I'll just go back into my office and just hold a smile for, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds. But 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just the dumbest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> it is dumb. And I also hear that, like, Americans, but especially Oregonians, are very smiley. So maybe we're uh, we're ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I we smile are. a lot. I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm particularly a happy person overall, but mm-hmm. I do like when I walk past people and they, you know, I usually look them in the eye and say hi and smile, depending on the situation. But you know, yeah, try to be friendly. I think what helps me a lot in the mornings is that I don't usually have to set an alarm clock. Oh my god, that's crazy. You know, unless I have to get up before five, in which uh-huh. case, you know, I might do it just so that I don't oversleep on accident. Mm-hmm. But generally, if I have to get up at about six or onward, I don't need to set an alarm to get up. Wow, that's um, crazy, man. So, do you wake up like pretty much the same time every day, or? Yeah, almost. It depends on how late I go to bed the night before. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd say that my most natural waking time, depending on the time of year, obviously, is like 7 o'clock or so. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know why. I mean, it it does help that, you know, Bailey gets up at a certain time as well. And just her kind of naturally rousing and getting dressed and getting ready for work kind of stirs me a little bit more gently than, you know, an alarm clock does. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but even even on other days, <clears throat> you know, I mean... I'm usually up. Go ahead. Yeah, I wonder, like, because for me, if I were to say, all right, I'm going to try waking up without an alarm clock today, like, I would be late for work or I'd be, like, scared. I would be nervous the whole night so I wouldn't sleep well and then I'd oversleep. (laughs) Yeah. How how do you get to that point where you're, like, a real thing? Huh? Sleep anxiety is a real thing. Yeah. You know, people are worried about falling asleep and they worry about it so much, then they can't do it. Yeah. I think I have that problem sometimes. Yeah, but um, I uh, I don't get the sleep. I mean, I'll get the sleep anxiety if I have to be up before five, you know. And then I and then that I generally will set an alarm clock because I don't want to worry about accidentally oversleeping. Yeah, you know, I mean, my trick is that I drink a glass of water before bed generally, mm-hmm. which you know it helps regulate your body temperature and helps you achieve that lowered body temperature that helps you enter that sleep state. Um. And then on top of that, I generally, if I wake up at a certain point, I just get up out of bed, you know, because there's no, like, so many people, they'll wake up 30 minutes before their alarm goes off and they think, oh, good. I got another 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I just get out of bed because huh. that 30 minutes is going to be useless to you. Yeah, that's true. I, I'd rather get up and have a slow morning than get that extra 30 minutes and then press snooze and then press snooze and then have a really rushed morning. Right. You know? Yeah. I've been having this bad habit lately of, cause I normally set my alarm for seven ten, and I mm-hmm. get up and, uh, Allie has a wake up light. So that's, that's how she wakes up is she has a, mm. which is kind of cool. cool. It is really cool. Um, I, the problem for me is that, I have a really hard time falling asleep if the room isn't pitch black. So I always sleep with a band, like not a bandana, like an eye patch, yeah, but, uh, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Um, and so it doesn't typically work for me. But so normally my alarm goes off at 710. Hers is, goes off like 715, I think. So I'll wake up mm-hmm. and I'll take my blindfold off and it's light in the room, you know? And then I'll just like get on my phone. Normally I start... I like respond to some stuff in the GDQ server uh, or start brainstorming an idea for daily challenge. Um, and then I end up, it ends up being like 7.20, 7.25 by the time I like get in the shower and get things ready. And, and I'm, by that point, I'm already running late. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a hard habit to break, you know? I guess what I should do is just wake up 10 minutes earlier than that, but... Yeah, we'll it's see. hard to say because, I mean, you just have the mo- some of the most unique sleep problems that I've heard about, and it's like none of my hacks are going to work for you, <laughs> you know, because I, I, we're just so different in that regard. Yeah. And I won't <laughs> say that I'm a light sleep. I won't say that I'm a light sleeper by any means, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not a heavy sleeper. 
But I just, I, I don't know. I had a lot of problem oversleeping. Like, like I remember my freshman year in high school, I pretty much just slept the whole time. I didn't do anything else. <laughs> you know, it was like I go to school, go home, and go to bed. And like Juan, my next door neighbor, would come knock on my window and be like, you want to play basketball? And I'd be like, yeah, man, I'll be right there. And then I would just like go back to bed <laughs> instead. And, you know, and then he would come two hours later and be like, dude, I thought you were coming out. And I was like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. I'm going back to bed anyway. I'll see you later. And I, I just slept all the time. I'd wake up, eat dinner, go back to bed. Dang. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I didn't really like that. So I spent a lot of time really internalizing my sleeping habits and things like that. And, you know, the science says that everybody's different. Nobody is absolutely the same anyways. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, some people, they can subsist off of that, like, five, six hours of sleep every night. But other people, they need nine, you know? Right. And you seem to be one of those types of people that... <clears throat> yeah, I need... It's gotten, like, the number of hours have gotten less over time. I'd say seven to eight now. But there was definitely a time... I remember you making fun of me all the time about it where I needed like a solid nine. Yeah. You know, which was so like, I liked sleeping a lot, but it was actually kind of annoying, you know, cause you, you waste a couple hours that you now, I mean, now I just kind of deal with being tired cause that's the perpetual state of adulthood, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I guess. And it could also be that you're one of these people that might just sleep better at a different time as well. You know, yeah, true. Maybe, you know, I mean, for me, honestly, if my perfect sleep schedule would be going to bed at like 2 a.m. and then waking up at like 7.30 or 8 every day, that's like my perfect sleep schedule. That's crazy, man. <laughs> but, you know, that's just not the world we live in. So oftentimes I'm going to bed. It depends. You know, last night I went to bed pretty early. Uh, probably went to bed about 9.30 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is pretty early. Yeah. I used to go to bed that time all the time. Like, I'd say 9 to 10 was like my standard. But now it's like usually after 11. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think well, it's just I think it's just getting older. Having taking on more responsibilities, not having enough time, so then the well, obvious I bet your choices. cats don't help either. Yeah, cats don't help at all. And it sounds like I wonder if there's a solution there, you know, because well, I don't we know, could man, just, it's kind of wild. We could cats kick are, them out, but I think until we get a house, we just don't have enough space. Like, there's no escaping them because if we kick them out, then they're just going to scratch on the door. And Walter's been doing this thing with cabinets where he's figured out how to open the cabinets. So Alia bought a whole bunch of these locks and we put those on mm. there. And that's actually helped quite a bit because now yeah. he can't, he can still kind of get under there and make a little bit of noise, but he was like just slamming the cabinets, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. Luna does the same thing. We have a closet door in our living room and she figured out that if she just presses on it, uh, it was loose enough that it would just bang and bang and bang and bang and bang, you know, <laughs> just like rattling a loose door, you know? Yeah. And so I... I just put like a little wooden shim in between it to like oh, make it more secure. Yeah. And that helps with that. And she gets into other shit all the time, but it's funny because we've been trying to let her stay in our room later. I mean, you guys know this. Uh, I don't let my cat in my room most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. And and it's just because otherwise I would never get any sleep. And she's been staying in the room later and later and later. But for the last two weeks or so that we've been doing that, it, it's like she's just ne- gotten worse and worse and worse. So before she was able to be in the room till about two, when then I'd have to get up, use the bathroom, and like kick her out of the room. Yeah. Dude, last night we went in there at like 9.30, maybe 9, and we were watching some shows before we fell asleep. And she was just obnoxious the whole time. And I ended up having to scare her out. She, she went under the bed and wouldn't come out. So I had to like get a stick and... And kind of like prod her <laughs> to get her, you know, just scare her to get her out of the freaking room. And then as soon as she's out of the room, she's deadly quiet all night. Doesn't make a sound. It's like, oh, that's nice. Our cats would be like, why Why is this door not open? Mom, dad, the door is closed. I'm out here. Help me. Yeah. Let me in. <laughs> like, and then well, they'd run at, run at it, bang on it and whatever, yeah. like nonstop. Yeah. Uh, well, I have four years of not caving into this terrorist that I live with. <laughs> so... 
the the bedroom door thing is kind of a moot point to her because she's been you know she tried that for years and I never budged if she was meowing or whatever. I would stay in my room late in the morning if she was meowing in the morning just so she didn't get, get that like way. reinforcement that yeah. meowing would get the door open. God, I know. And she I, still tries it every once in a while, but I think I'm just weak. I like Walter wasn't like this, and now all of a sudden he just is, and I think. Because I'm a light sleeper, um, I, it just <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know. I, I just need to tell myself to stop. But do you use earplugs ever? Yeah, sometimes. And those that helps. don't help. I mean, some definitely help some. I know. I if can't. I had the blinds on and the freaking earplugs, <laughs> dude, dude, I'd probably sleep 14 hours. I freaking like. I sometimes I'll take melatonin, earplugs, eye patch doesn't work sometimes i take like the harder type of sleeping pill earplugs eye patch doesn't work sometimes i i do that i go in the office kind of works <laughs> but not fully <laughs> uh it's do terrible. you ever use a sleep tracker uh i used that way oh no that was dream tracker no i i mean i had a i had a garmin vivo fit which yeah. did sleep tracking and I just toss and turn the whole night. Like it, it tracks movement, you know. And mm, I just, be, yeah, just moving the whole night. Whereas Alia, she just doesn't move even once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's me. I lay down. I'll lay on my back, put my arms in a certain position so I can breathe, and then I'll wake up in that exact position. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I don't understand that, man. But, anyways, yeah. So do you know. remember do you remember what your challenge was for last week? Did we have one? Yeah. I don't remember what it was. I mean, do you remember what you challenged <laughs> me to do? The Udemy course stuff. Yeah. How'd it go? So I took the step uh, I took the challenge a step further uh when we spoke last about I wouldn't have a non zero day. Yeah. Or a zero day, I guess. Uh huh. And I had a lot of zero days before I remembered that I had a challenge. <laughs> 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 nice but um i did watch a couple videos and cool. yeah so how'd it go what what ones did you watch oh dude i'm still i'm still on brick breaker okay so yeah got past um implementing you know making the assets and things like that okay that was the and part a where bit. i i was like oh i don't want to do this i know you know and i decided i would do it even though i mean that's what stopped me the first time i was just like this is stupid just show me how to do stuff you right know? um so i'm kind of working on that anyways just to be patient and just i don't know appreciate another side of things uh-huh um but yeah i didn't get much further than that we um had kind of a busy week work was kind of crazy and um me and bailey were really really working on moving um this week we yeah, looked dude. at yeah, we talked about this a little bit last night, but I guess I'll just say it again today yeah. for the mm-hmm. listener. So, yeah, about two weeks ago, we realized that our landlords are going to be selling their house, houses, soon in the next few months. And we decided, hey, you know what we should do? We should get ahead of the curve. And, you know, there is a supposed rental crisis in Salem. Really? And Yeah, you know, they say for every... Uh, rental house on the market, there's like a thousand applicants. Oh, jeez. And some of the less scrupli- scrupulous property management companies uh-huh. will just rake it, yeah. rake in money for those application fees. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And we were not <laughs> looking forward to it. I mean, I had a bunch of money saved up specifically for moving. Mm-hmm. But we were not looking towards spending hundreds of dollars because, you know, it comes out to be about $70 per application because each adult needs to fill out an application for some fucking reason. Yeah. So it comes out to be about $70 per house that you look at. Well, we looked at one house last week and, you know, we were supposed to have like a 20 minute meeting with the owner. We ended up talking to him for about two and a half hours. Turns (laughs) out he's a local boy uh, from our neck of the woods. And we talked to him for about two and a half hours or so, and it was just so great. He's such a nice guy, but he wasn't sure about having a cat. And he said, you know, he'd get back to us and talk about the cat with his wife and all this stuff. He just really didn't want to do it. And 
That was fine. You know, I mean, he did say on the ad, no cats. And we just went to see the house knowing that, you know, we probably wouldn't be able to get it. Right. And we weren't even going to bring it up. But then, you know, we talked to him for so long, it just kind of naturally came up and he was intrigued and really wanted us. Anyway, and then last Sunday, we went and saw another house. And within freaking 24 hours of putting an application in, we got accepted for it. And I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. Well, the only problem is that, you know, we just didn't really like this house as much. It was in a great neighborhood, all that sort of stuff. So we hit up the other landlord and he was like, oh, crap. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I'll take the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. So <laughs> then we went and signed his application. That, so we're moving out there. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those weeks where it was a lot of just back and forth, lots of paperwork, lots of all this. And um, so I kind of forgot about the challenge until it was too late. And then I had a, a really strenuous work week on top of that. So, yeah, but man. I did watch a couple of videos, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I succeeded in the challenge, but the challenge served its purpose of, of, um, motivating me a little bit. So yeah, good. Well, that's exciting. You're moving too into a house. Yeah. I'm, so. uh, yeah, I'm really excited. So anybody who doesn't know, we live in a 400 square foot house. It's essentially a tiny home. I think it's technically would be classified as a tiny home, but it's bigger than you would think watching, you know, tiny homes on HD TV or whatever. It doesn't feel like that small, you know? Right. Like it doesn't feel that much smaller than my apartment. Yeah. But it is. It absolutely is. But it is. is, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your apartment is probably twice as big at least, right? Yeah. I think we're like, 1100 square foot so oh dude yeah but we don't we don't utilize the space all that much i mean we have two bathrooms we have two bedrooms and the second bedroom is my office which i pretty much only use as podcasting and streaming area yeah so yeah yeah we'll be moving it into an 1100 square foot house three bedrooms one bathroom it's got a garage and a big backyard so we're really excited yeah it's awesome we're excited for luna to have more room right she'll be excited too yeah. Little Luna. <laughs> but I wish I remembered if I challenged you. I'm 90% sure I did, but oh well. I don't remember I what it was. Yeah. Sorry. Listener, chime in. Tell Taylor he failed his challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the challenge was fail. to quit drinking coffee, then in which case, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my week was pretty nutty, too. Um, I still, you know, I'm consistently streaming. Streaming has been pretty cool. Um, been kind of in in meshing, immersing myself into uh, Twitch culture, which is cool. Getting to know some other uh, cool streamers, like this one guy, uh, Catboy King, has been hanging out on my stream a lot lately. And he, uh, I checked out his stream quite a while ago, maybe like six months ago, and he's making this like farming game. Um, that's it, all pixel art. It kind of reminds me of Stardew Valley, but um. The pixel art is amazing. Like it's like Stardew Valley, but better pixel art. <laughs> and uh, so it's been cool watching him a little bit. And he's been hanging out on my stream, bringing some of his friends over, which has been awesome. So I finally hit that 200 followers point, which I feel like I've been grinding to try and get for a long time. But nice. Um, but it's been really good, and and working on my games been really fun. Um, so I don't know if I talked about it at all last week, but I got uh, Android Studio and everything all set up on my laptop so I can build to Android, uh, put it on my phone, which is just like, once you do that, you're like, wow, uh, this is kind of real. For some reason, like being able to put it on a device other than a computer is just like such a cool feeling. Um, so as we talked about last week, I've been thinking more about, um, you know, getting a little bit more serious, not doing one game anymore. I'm going to probably hit the six month mark and call it good and keep working on this game as my primary project for several months um, and see where that takes me. So I've been really contemplating this this week, starting a business, uh, because if I put up an app that's actually making money, I think, you know, it's kind of in my future inevitably anyway so may as well start researching and thinking about starting so i've kind of been talking to some of you guys on discord about it and you've been giving me some 
interesting advice. Uh, it's given me a lot to think about. But seeing as I have a good buddy that I can talk to in real time here who owns a business, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be a good um, talking point to have you kind of discuss your experience being a business owner, um, the steps you took to start, and like, you know, what are some, some big things you learned, pieces of advice you can give somebody who has no idea where to start. I mean, I just started with a Google search and I mean, don't really feel like I, I know what to do <laughs> at this point, but what, what like made you uh, decide you wanted to start a business and like what, what were some of the steps you took initially to get started? So, yeah, uh, I can't go into too much detail about the nature of my business, but I'll say that it is a, what's the right word? Not intense, not some word I'm looking for, but the main reason that I started a business was to, uh, actually protect myself. Yeah. Um, to protect myself from lawsuits um, or things like that specifically. Right. Um, there is a lot of, you know, not necessarily malpractice kind of stuff in my industry, but there's a lot of lazy people in my industry who get targeted all the time for misrepresenting their work, for taking advantage of clients with money mm -hmm. or just for God, I don't know, omitting really important things from their work, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I can just carry insurance, business insurance and a bond and all of that sort of stuff and protect myself that way. But if you are a sole proprietor of a business, which you naturally are, you know, if you start doing business without, you know, a business name or any paperwork filed, things like that, uh, you're technically a business, but your business is just Taylor Bukite, you know, mm -hmm. and your, your tax ID number is your social security number and all that type of stuff. Right. And the problem with that, though, is so let's say you get paid by a client, the money goes into your personal checking account, and then you use that money to buy something that then malfunctions and hurts somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's not just, you know, now Taylor Bukite is in trouble. Now Taylor Bukite has liability, right? right. But if you, let's say, what I went with a limited liability company, an LLC. Yeah. And the purpose being for that exact scenario. Right. Right. Now, if something happens like that and I've taken the right steps and somebody gets hurt, it's it's now, you know, I don't know, whatever your business name is, you know, Taylor's business <laughs> LLC's fault, you know? Right. Instead of Taylor Bukite's fault. And if it's Taylor Bukite's fault, well, that means that they can go after you and they can go after your personal assets um, to, you know repair any sort of damage that's been done right to pay any sort of reparations that need to be paid to a person who's injured or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if it's Taylor's business LLC, well now they can just go, they can freaking drain all Taylor's business LLC's assets to pay all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. But they can't go after your personal bank account. They can't go after your house. They can't go after your car. Right. And, you know, assuming that your wife isn't on there, they can't go after your wife, you know? So, yeah. Um it's just it's just a way of protecting yourself and a way of organizing yourself that just limits your exposure to that type of stuff. So like um what how did you get started, I guess? Did you just start start googling and reading about it and just figured out like, oh, I need this document and this one and this one I have to fill that out and submit it to yeah, on the Oregon.gov website, they have pretty much a step-by-step -step guide on how to do it. And I'd okay. encourage you to look at that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure where it is, but if you Google it, I'm sure you'd find it. Actually, yeah. I mean, here's one thing I was looking at uh, before. 
So there you go. Um, it's just got step-by-step. And you go through, and it's got a lot of the forms, or can at least direct you to a lot of the forms. Figure out how you want to organize yourself, how you want to um, do, you know, especially for tax reasons and things like that. Yeah, like that's some that's something that like. So there's a couple things. One is, I don't know what costs I have to put up front. You know, like what does it what does it take to start a business in terms of cost? And then also like the tax obligations. Right. Uh, so do you like do you file your taxes? Like obviously they're separate, right? You have your personal taxes and then like yeah. your business taxes. Do you? Yeah. So if you keep working your day job, you're going to get your w two like normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you're not going to get unless you had a, like a big contracting gig or something. Right. You're not going to get any tax information. You know, I get probably several 1099s from big jobs that I do. Uh huh. That are contracted through large clients. Yeah. But for smaller clients, they're not going to send me any of that stuff. Gotcha. But yeah, you basically fill it out. Like, you know, if you do your taxes online on like H and R Block or something like that, you know they. They've, they lay it out for you pretty well. But yeah, you're just filing a Schedule C tax return and you have to report all of the income that you've had, which hopefully, you know, you will be keeping track of, right. you know, on an Excel spreadsheet or QuickBooks or, you know, whatever right. it might be. You're tracking all of your expenses because, you know, everything's a write-off when you own a business. Right. Um so you need to be tracking your expenses, doing all that sort of stuff. And hopefully by the time the tax year is done, you can look at it. It's all right there. And you just punch it in. And if you're smart, you're setting aside taxes ahead of time. Um, if you're not smart like me, you're going to probably owe unless you have a huge um, you know, loss or something for that year, which isn't really uncommon for startups, you know, because yeah. you're buying equipment, you are maybe buying marketing, maybe you're putting miles on your car to meet, you know, and mileage is one of the most important things to track. A lot of people don't for some reason. Hmm. Um, Cause you can claim like 50 cents a mile on your taxes. Oh geez. And so even if you're driving for meeting, driving for meetings with clients or driving for events, anything that you can reasonably prove that is related to your business is tax deductible, right? Let's say you start Taylor's games business. Now, when you go to game devs, con- uh, game developers conference, you know, your mileage or your plane ticket, all of your expenses there, that's deductible. Right. Um, so then like for those types of expenses for your business, do you have like a separate bank account set up or like a credit card? That's like, this is my business card. I did because yeah. I was, I'm trying to separate my business from my personal stuff as much as possible. Right. Okay. So for a long time, for, I mean, maybe the first year I was in business, I did it all out of my personal checking account because I wasn't making that much money. Yeah. But now that I'm making more money and now that I have more expenses and things like that, yeah, I have a business account and I have a business credit card. Gotcha. And it just makes tracking your expenses that much easier, right? If I got to drive all the way out to Ontario, Oregon, or I got to drive to wherever, Uh well, now, you know, I've got a credit card, so I'm not worried about, you know, because all that stuff's going to get charged to my client anyways, but it's also mm-hmm. going to be tax deductible. So it's it's like now I'm not fronting the cash necessarily for it. I'm just using my credit and and um, and putting it all in one convenient place to then be tracked and monitored and reported right. later on. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and that just makes it a lot easier. And again, it's, it's separating yourself because you don't want any of that fallback should something happen, you know, and obviously you're not going to run into super huge problems making games and stuff, but I don't know, maybe there's a case to be made that your game be- like exposes like some sort of security flaw or something yeah, in their computer. And I don't know. And then they come after Taylor's games company because well, his game literally had a line of code in it that just allowed people to do whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. Who knows? What I the think probably is. like copyright stuff is probably one of the bigger yeah, risks. But, that, that's probably true. But yeah. Um, cool. So like once you register your business, um, 
obviously there's a fee for getting started, but then yeah. you probably have like yearly fees or whatever too, right? Yeah, which is annoying as fuck. That is yeah. annoying. So if so, you don't mind me asking, what do you what did you pay for so all I that stuff? I think in Oregon it's like between a hundred and two hundred dollars to file your business name and um you know basically file your LLC and things like that in the Oregon business registry. Uh-huh. Um and then I think it's a hundred dollars a year after that. Okay. That's not too so bad. So it's not bad at all. And yeah. then of course sometimes sometimes you have to register your business and like get a business license or whatever from the city. Um oh, that's right. not always the case though. You need to look into it. What about like for <laughs> out of state stuff? So like if you're headquartered in Oregon but you sell mm-hmm. stuff to like I don't know, Idaho or something. Do you need no, to do I, other stuff? For... No, I don't think so. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's just part of like free trade in the United States, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Now, of cool. course, it's different depending on what you're doing. Like selling a product, especially a digital product, probably not a big deal, right? Right. But if you are providing a service, especially a service that is really highly re- regulated uh-huh. or like a, that requires a professional license, mm-hmm. then yeah, you got another thing coming if you think you're just going to go into another state and do that job. But you right. know, to make games and sell them online or whatever, that it's not the same. So right. I don't think you need to worry about that at all. Gotcha. Cool, man. So do you do your taxes yourself? You don't go to like a CPA or any of those people? Yeah, just be yeah, because it's all me, you know. So it's just really, it's really easy to do yourself. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could think of an example. I always just kind of wonder because, like, I don't know what it is, but I always feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick with taxes. Yeah, like somehow I make less than certain people. Yeah, I still pay more taxes than them, and I don't fully understand why you know what i mean yeah um you're in that you're i don't know exactly how much you make but you're definitely in that bracket similar to bailey where you're gonna just get hammered because you're at the bottom of like that next bracket you know right well so i've been trying to trying to do things like um increase my 401k that's pre-tax um which lowers your taxable income uh-huh. which I did quite a bit this last year. And I thought that that put me below the whatever bracket I was in, but I still felt like I just got hammered. Like Alia, luckily, like she, well, she didn't get destroyed like I did. So like I owed a bunch of money. And then when we plugged in her stuff, then we ended up getting a, a little bit of a kickback, but it's like some of my coworkers, they're like, making more money than me doing pretty much similar stuff to me with my 401k, whatever. Like, Oh yeah, I got got $4,000 back. They have kids. They own a house, you know, there's a lot of reasons. So it it just makes me like, when you own a house, your property taxes, there's a lot of like tax deductible stuff there. Yeah. Your property taxes, I think are deductible on like your federal income tax, things like that. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. There's so many, and you and I, we're in the same boat. We're married, but we don't have kids and we don't own houses. Right. I'd say my biggest saving grace is my business because of all of the, you know, now owning like my cell phone, that that's a business expense. My internet, oh, yeah. that's a business expense. Oh, interesting. So when you do that, like when you um, get your internet connection, are you actually setting up a business line for that? Like, did you cancel or whatever and then set up no. a line for your business? No. Why would I need a business line? Well, I mean, I a, a, to, a business to line it. just ins- No, I mean, there is no way any reasonable person at the IRS is not going to expect a one man business run out of his home to have a business line, you know, because yeah. a business line, that's just like you're trying to get a connection for a whole building or something. Right. Uh, or some giant freaking thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think that they would expect that. And I, yeah. you know, I've been doing it this way for four years and I haven't had any issues, but <laughs> well, hopefully I'm not getting you in trouble. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. I run the business out of my house. So the amount of space that my home office takes up, I divide the square footage by the square footage of the entire house Mm-hmm. And I find the percentage of that and I write off a percentage of all of the bills 
of the house, except for the internet, which is like the one thing required for my business to yeah. function. I write right. off the entire internet bill and I write off my entire phone bill. Hmm. Um, but the rest of it, like you do a percentage of your electric bill, you do a percentage of your water bill, right? Because you need water, you need a toilet, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to have to use the bathroom in the course of a regular business day. You're going to have to drink water in the course of a regular business day. You're going to have to have electricity to run your business, you know? So all of these things are tax deductible, but you want to do it by percentage. So you, you take the square footage of your office and the square footage of your house, find the percentage of it. And then that's your, what you write off. Interesting. So you probably then pay your your internet and stuff from your business account or from your business credit card yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so all of those sense. things. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Sorry, then I'm just it's like easily in your brain. No, that's fine. Because yeah. then it's it's just more easily trackable. And like I said, at the even if I didn't track it very well on my Excel spreadsheet, well, then at the very end of the year, I can get all of my credit card statements and all of my monthly bank statements from that. And I can go through every time I ran my credit card, every time I ran my business card or my che- or wrote a check. You know, it's all right there. Right. Gotcha. And that's all you're doing. You're just plugging in the stuff that you should have been keeping track on your Excel spreadsheet into your taxes. Right. Okay. You know, or I even think, I think even QuickBooks now has like a free mobile app. Oh, that's cool. Um, it yeah. might not be free. I just keep seeing ads for it everywhere and it looks like it says it's free, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Nice. And I'm sure it's just basic crap, but. Right. So then like for somebody like me, who's not really sure, I guess, uh-huh. whether this is the time to start a business. I mean, I don't have anything that I'm going to be making money off of yet. Right. You're Should allowed I hold to off? No, no, you're allowed to report a loss on your business uh-huh. as long as you show that you're as long as you could I think within the first 5 years you're allowed to show a loss 3 out of 5 years uh-huh. even without having to show re- that you had reasonable effort to make money, but then beyond that you're allowed to report a loss as long as you can pretty much point to your paperwork and say I'm trying to make money, right? right? Like if you have a cha- you know freaking 200 emails in a year of you soliciting clients yeah. and all of this stuff, you know, that shows that you're putting in a reasonable effort. You're allowed to report a loss. Gotcha. I mean, that's how, that's how big companies, um, f- you know, use shell companies and things like that as tax umbrellas, uh-huh. you know, because then they can just report huge losses. Yeah. Like and that's why Donald Trump didn't pay income tax for so long. That's why Amazon didn't pay income tax last year (laughs) because they're just growing and growing and growing and growing and they're putting all of this money into building new warehouses, building storefronts, building more server infrastructure and all of this crap. And so then at the end of the year, they can say, well, here's how much money we made. Here's how much money we spent to grow. And it's an incentive to grow, obviously, and to put money into your business and things like that. And then they don't Mm -hmm. owe any taxes, which is kind of bullshit. But it also works to your advantage, too. So Right. I guess that's true. Huh. So so your advice would be like, there's not really any reason to wait? That's, yeah, I I think so, yeah. Huh. Okay. In fact, I kind of wish that I started my business sooner because it actually would have made, because I've been dealing with... 1099s and Schedule C, you know, tax forms for like seven years now. Uh huh. Because a bunch of my jobs that I've had, I was a contracted employee rather than an actual employee that would get a W 2, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a contractor. So here's your 1099. Here's how much we gave you, you know, and then they report it and they say, yeah, I paid this guy, you know, $10,000 this year. He should be reporting that. And obviously, you know, then you have a duty to report it correctly and not lie. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I wish that I had formed my business sooner just for that, those tax reasons, you know, mm-hmm. and because it wasn't, it wasn't really abundantly clear to me when I first started that even though I wasn't an LLC, that I could have taken a more business owner mindset to it and ha- and written off a bunch more expenses than I did. Uh, gotcha. I think my first year as a contractor, I didn't write off any of my mileage on my car, which just oh. screwed me, you know? Yeah. So, and that's important because, you know, if your car is part of your business, then the wear and tear and all that sort of stuff, it's... Right. It adds up. A business expense. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I would take a look at it, man. Take a look at that link I sent you. 
you know, read up a little bit more on it if you're worried, but you're not going to lose anything as long as you can afford that, you know, that um, the business registry and things like that. Right. And, you know, you want to make sure you probably want to look into the business standards of like what you might need in terms of insurance or any other sorts of requirements. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. I honestly don't know what it takes to have a games company. Maybe that's that might be worth talking to, um, you know, Manbeard Games or even talking to Crafts about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's like a bond that you need to have, you know, or some right. garbage like that. But it's worth it's worth just knowing the industry that you're going to be creating a business in and knowing kind of the standard requirements before you jump in. But yeah, I would say that. You're probably good, you know what I yeah. mean. So, well, take I'd, a look at that link, and they got all the stuff, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and it's like I guess other than the cost for, like you said, like insurance, like starting, like founding the company, and like the yearly fees or whatever. If you, if you don't make any money, you're not paying any taxes on it, right? Um. Um. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're so only paying like, on income. Yeah. So like, if all I do is buy you know, software, like let's say I get Photoshop or whatever every year. Yeah. And that's all I have. Like I'm just, I'm losing money technically. So I'm not going to pay anything in addition to those expenses. And then the month or yearly fees tax or uh, whatever else, you know? Right. So, but you'd probably see some relief on taxes you owe on your W2 though. Hmm. Because even if I don't make money, so I'd get a kickback. For losing money? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Dude, my first year in business, I barely made any money. I mean, I did make some, but I barely made any money. And I remember looking at my W-2 and it's like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to owe so much. And then after f- you putting in all my expenses and things like that, it cut it in half. Interesting. Huh. And so like for a business, though, there's not like a standard deduction. It's all itemized. You can do a standard deduction, I think. Yeah, but oh. you probably want to itemize it. I don't know anybody. I mean... Well, what's the I mean, standard if, deduction if you're not, now? It's huge for for this next yeah. tax year. Is like for I think me it now, got it's bumped like up to like twenty four k. Yeah, but so you can write yeah, that so, off. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, you might not. But that's but I don't know because that's for W two, right? I don't know if that's for if that'll. I don't know. I'm gonna file my taxes today, so <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll okay. let you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you do your taxes yearly or? Um, I know yeah. some people are saying quarterly. I do them yearly. Yeah. yeah. Because I hate inconveniences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, right. I swear to God, I'm sitting down to do my taxes today and I'm getting out all the paperwork. It's like, I just did this. <laughs> I just got done, you know? Yeah. I hate doing taxes. But it's probably also because I never get money back. <laughs> Yeah, son. Well, file your business plan and start writing off them expenses, son. Uh, yeah. Your new laptop. Your new laptop. I know. There's a business I, expense. Well, does it count if I bought it before I have a business founded? Yeah, because technically you could say that you were operating as like Taylor Bukite, you know? Sure. Yeah. I think it. I think it could work. I mean, you might look into the app, the strictest legality of it, but on it, like, I'm 99% sure you could say, "Look, I've been making games, and even though I didn't publish anything, I was making games, and this was my business, and I bought a laptop because it was required for my business." Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, "Damn it, I should have waited," but maybe I'll look into that. Yeah, look into it. I could be totally wrong, and people listening to this like are probably just like scratching their heads, <laughs> screaming at everything I've said as being the dumbest fucking thing. But well, no, but at least you have the experience to kind of like back up what you're saying. I have no idea, you know, and it yeah. just makes me like a little bit anxious, even like pondering the idea, you know. Yeah. So I think it's gonna help. Uh, it definitely helped me feel a little bit less scared. So right. I think anybody listening who's in the same boat. Probably feels the same way. It's so. way easier than you think. Yeah. It's way easier than you think. And it's way more beneficial than you think. And honestly, I kind of, I believe that the industry is going to go back to small businesses. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, especially with automation on the horizon. And it's going to take years before people start getting kicked out of the, the McDonald's and things like that. But even the local McDonald's here, they have a freaking automated order thing at the front door now, you know? So yeah, true. It's, it, it is happening. Mm-hmm. And 
And there are things that aren't going to be easily automated or automated right away that all of us are capable of doing and all of us are capable of earning money for. Yeah. I mean, seriously, here's a challenge. Like, go and, and write down every monetizable skill that you have and think of a way that you could form a business around one of those skills right. or a series of those skills. And you'll surprise yourself. Yeah. You will really surprise yourself. I mean, we all have those, but we're brainwashed into thinking that we need the nine to five. And the truth is, is that living expenses are going up so much that we, we do need the stability. Right. I mean, I need the stability for sure. And, and luckily, I'm not alone in this. I have my wife who, who I will admit, she pulls more than her fair share. And I, and I mean that in the literal sense. It, it, it's true. Like, truly, she's doing more in terms of making money and providing stability for our house than I am. Yeah. And, you know, but she afforded me, you know, she wanted me to pursue my own business and she wanted me to do those things. So, you know, there's trade-offs and all that sort of stuff. But honestly, we're all, we all have those skills. And think about it. Even if, even if the skill is mowing lawns, we all know how to mow a lawn, <laughs> right? No joke. I mean, think about it. If you... How to contract to go and trim hedges. And obviously, look, in Oregon, you need a license to be a landscaper. Even to cut lawns, you need that. Yeah. Um, and that's an expensive license to get. And there's a lot of freaking math that goes into it. And it, it and I think that the licensing serves a really valuable purpose in, in preventing the market from being oversaturated with lawnmowers. But you know how to do it. And, and if you know how to do it, and it, as anybody listening to this, you got the math skills to go and figure out how many cubic feet of sawdust is going to cover, you know, <laughs> the lawn with two inches or whatever. Like yeah. you all are smart enough to do that, you know, and think about how much you could charge for trimming and, and laying down bark dust and mowing lawns. And then think about having routine customers set up. You know, you do that once a day or whatever, you're going to be making the same. You're going to be making probably for, you know, a part-time minimum wage job. Now just keep, and then you can focus that extra time and in, in finding more clients and then you can make more money, you know? Right. It's yeah, like, shoot, exactly. dude, my uncle, my uncle is a, is a landscaper. He literally mows and trims, he mows lawns and trims bushes. And I mean, he has ups and downs, but sometimes he grows so fast that it's like, he cannot hire enough people to keep up with, him, you know? <laughs> and then he's yeah. out there, he's out there mowing lawns for 18 hours a day, you Jeez. know? Right. I'm really sorry, but can I come mow your lawn at 3 a.m.? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and that's and and that's just the most basic example, just yeah. to toss it out there. No, it's just I think uh, I think we do. You're right. We all have monetizable skills, but it's a matter of kind of having the courage to take that leap away from stability, or even you know, it might not even be taking having courage, but like just planning for it. You right. know. Make right. sure that you have enough of a of an income, um, regardless of how well your business does, to be able to um, pursue that. You know, try it part time first. That's what I'm gonna do if I if I do this. Yeah, I, um, I would say nobody nobody should quit their job to go out and start Joe's lawn cutting business right away. Like mm -hmm. you need to develop stability in that before you should quit your job. Right. I honestly do believe that. Yeah, exactly. You know, I kind of did it backwards. I mean, although I did line up a part-time job, you know, but I, it's like I quit working at Sportsman's Warehouse, started my business, got a part-time job. Yeah, but that's enough then, to, uh, you know, pay the bills and make sure your rent's on time or whatever, right? Yeah. So, there Yeah, you go. exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and but then also, you know, I spread out. I diversified. I mean, I have like six or seven income streams. So Right. Uh, so not having a full-time job is not, you know, if I lose one of those income streams, I still have more, <laughs> you know, it right. doesn't, it doesn't screw me. But if you have one job and you get laid off or you get fired, like, Oh God. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That like, it has, it's, it's, it has stability, but it's also kind of like all eggs in one basket for most people, you know? Yeah. So. But, and some of you have, have seen sort of firsthand through the course of this podcast what it means for me to have six or seven income streams. I remember early on where um, I would be recording the podcast and it's like, oh, shoot, man, I got to take this call. You know, it's you're on call all the time when you yeah. are, are like me, you know, when you have many bosses, many clients, many 
um, things like that, you know, right. lots of people interested in what you're doing at all the time. And, and you gotta, if you, you gotta figure out how to balance that and yeah. it is hard, but anybody listening to this can do it. I've been, you, shoot, I talk to you guys every day in the discord. <laughs> you guys are freaking 10 times smarter than I am. So for sure. Yeah. You guys, you guys are ready, more ready than me. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, I mean, let's do yeah, it. And, and think about all the way that we used to run the band stuff too back in the day. Like that was totally businesslike, right. you know? Yeah, we have the the know-how. Yeah. It's just a matter of kind of like wading through all the bureaucracy to make sure yep. you dot your I's and cross your T's or whatever. And Yep. Um, now, you yeah. could not file if you wanted to and do business as Taylor Bukite. But yeah, you should definitely look into probably forming an LLC. Yeah. Well, I kind of wonder, so like streaming on Twitch, obviously I'm uh, affiliated and people can sub and throw bits at me and stuff. So I'm making like a tiny bit of money there. I -hmm. wonder like since it's through Twitch, I don't know that I really need my own business for that necessarily. Like I don't know how I would get sued or whatever there, but I wonder if that's another reason to be like, well, you know, I do have an income stream even though it's like a couple dollars here and there. Yeah. That's enough to, you know. Right. But you can also show if it ever came down to it that you're, you're trying to make money there. You know, you're trying, you're trying. Right. So yeah, I don't, that, yeah, why not? Maybe count that as a business expense. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Or business income, I guess. But yeah. I mean, yeah, you can. Yeah. I mean, you could also just, you could, I don't know. Shit. I don't know the best answer to that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's donated, so maybe you could count it as a gift or something, but I'm sure once it reaches a certain point, you definitely have to claim it. Yeah, they but, actually, uh, like, when you become affiliate, they make you fill out this, like, little tax form, basically. Oh, okay, good, good, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, count so, it as income for your business. Who cares? Yeah. So. Uh, the taxes on a few bucks here and there are not going to kill you. Right. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Plus, it's offset by, you know, the write-offs. Yeah. I mean, my dad hasn't been really working for the last 10 years or so Mm -hmm. i mean he does but he still owns businesses quote unquote you know for the write-offs and things like that so yeah you know he does work here and there makes some money but then he can he can write off his cell phone he can write off his car he can write off his all of that stuff right yeah i mean that's how donald trump does it that's how all of these millionaires do it. Why shouldn't I know. you? Right, I know. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thanks, Rhett, for uh, going through all of that, dude. That was yeah, super beneficial for me. Sometimes that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, no, for so. sure. And and if it's not super interesting to the listener, sorry, but you know, this is this is real life stuff, and all, everybody aspiring in game dev is going to want to. I mean, I think that's all of our goal, right? We all want to be indie devs, but part of that is that you are going to have expenses and you are going to have income and you are going to someday need to take a look in the mirror and say, do I form Joe Blow's game company or not? Mm-hmm. And the answer, especially if you start making a lot of money, is going to be yes. Right. Uh, so better to think about it now than let it get away from you for too long. Right. For sure, man. Um, yeah, man, my challenge for you this week, Taylor, I want you to look at the paperwork involved. You don't have to file, but accumulate the paperwork, maybe even fill it out, become familiar self, familiarize yourself a little bit more with the process and what's going to be required for making a game dev company or a software company. Yeah. Um, and then maybe you can report that to us on, on next week's show. Okay. Yeah, uh, which, uh, by the way, I, we can talk about this off air, but we're going to have to change up our schedules because my work schedule changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't so. worry, listener. We're planning on trying to keep everything the same for you. Things yep. are just going to change a little bit on our end and mm-hmm. we're going to do our best to not rock the boat. Right. We're still going to be your Monday morning commute. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So we'll get that figured out. But uh, otherwise, yeah. yeah Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been really beneficial for me. I hope it was beneficial for you. What are our links, Rhett? 
Yeah, guys, hit us up on Twitter. Join the conversation. Tell me everything I just said about LLCs and business is wrong. We are at Game Devs Quest. But if 280 characters is not enough for you to vent your frustration at my lack of knowledge, you can hit us up on email, gdq at airpodcast.com. If you want to give us that thumbs up like button on Facebook, facebook.com slash airpodcast. Um, and as always, we really encourage you to check out the rest of our podcast family. We are a part of the awesome internet radio podcast network, and, uh, that houses some sweet, sweet shows like, uh, the new awesome book club, which Taylor and I are also a part of. Mm-hmm. So please go check that out all on airpodcast.com or iTunes or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Um, and if you got time, please, please give us a rating, give us a review. Uh, you don't have to, you know, give us five stars just because you think we want it. Tell us what you really think. Tell us where we can improve. We're dying to hear it. You know that you got something deep in your heart. You've been bearing away. You want to just unload on us, right? <laughs> so there's your chance. Give us that one star review and say, they say like all the goddamn time. And then we'll <laughs> stop saying it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I know pretty... if I heard you say like after you mentioned that, but maybe I wasn't paying attention. There was a couple I caught myself. But <laughs> well, good job, was... Brett. Thank you. I was very conscious yeah. of it today. At least I tried to be. So yeah, maybe you a good. few more slipped through than I thought. But yeah. By the way, my uh, challenge to you is to keep doing your Udemy videos, dude. Hey, thanks, yeah. man. I'll keep doing it. Yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. I, I uh, actually, I think I mentioned this weeks, months ago, but I bought some other um, Udemy courses that are related to my business, and I was oh, yeah. watching those the other day too. And I was like, "Damn, why didn't I not watch these way more, like way sooner?" You know? <laughs> right. So. I know. Yeah, I'm trying to Whoa. get back into I just doing said like some of those again. too. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were you saying? You're trying to get back what? Uh. I'm trying to get back into some of the courses that I have to on, on discord or discord on uh, Udemy. Yeah. Uh, but it's tough. Uh, hey, also guys, if you want to hang out on uh, discord with us, we have a link bit.ly forward slash GDQ discord. We're also yeah. humble bundle partners. If you want to buy something and help support the podcast, go to bit.ly forward slash GDQ humble. Yeah, and, and a s- quick bit on that, there are some really, really great bundles out right now and that will still be out uh, when you are listening to this. There is a do-it-yourself electronics book bundle. Uh, they've got all sorts of books about wiring up Arduino, wiring up Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some Python uh, they, code books I think I saw. They also have some AI oh, they, stuff right now. Yes, uh, they do. Machine learning and AI stuff, which would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I was I was getting there, you motherfucker. Just kidding. Um, uh, and they got some cool maker type stuff. They got some cool books about you know building rockets, building stuff that you can do with Arduino, like uh, weather monitoring, um, things like that. There's some really really cool stuff on there. I buy these book bundles all the time. And granted, I do have a Nook which has a full color LED screen. So you know, I buy the comic book bundles. I buy the travel book bundles. I buy these book bundles because they got lots of little pictures that I can look at in full awesome uh, color on my Nook. But if you don't, you can look at them on your computer. You can look at them on your phone. Uh, it's really easy. And we really encourage you guys to look at it. And granted, we talk about Humble Bundle all the time. And honestly, Humble Bundle is the reason this podcast exists. Uh, but if you don't feel like buying anything, then don't. Please don't. But if you are going to buy something anyways, you can support our podcast by going to that link that Taylor mentioned, bit.ly forward slash GDQ humble yep yep and uh yeah i think that does it taylor anything else that's it thanks for All hanging right. out guys thanks Hope guys you have a good week. we will catch you on the flip cue that music oh yeah <laughs>